Hello and welcome to Dr. Hallowell's Wonderful World of Different. I'm Ned Hallowell and I'm really delighted to welcome my guest this week, the glorious, gracious Danny Donovan. Danny is a creator whose TikTok videos and illustrations help those with ADHD understand themselves and feel validated. Her first infographic in 2019 about ADHD storytelling went viral with over, get this, 100 million views. That's astounding. And since then, her content has become more and more popular for very good reason. She was chosen as closing speaker for the 2021 International ADHD Conference, and her work has been featured in many publications from the New York Times to the BBC to PBS, and now here on this podcast. Welcome, and I can't tell you how happy I am to have you. Welcome, Denny Donovan. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited just to be here. Big fan of yours, so it means a lot that you're a fan of mine. <laughs> I sure, I sure am. I sure am. Well, let me ask you. So all of a sudden, here you are uh, chugging along, you know, being creative, being ADD, but, uh, you know, not not all that famous. And suddenly you you get thousands and thousands and thousands of views for a infographic that I assume you put together on your kitchen table, you know, kind of <laughs> doodling away. And but it really struck a nerve and it's fantastic. Any of you who want to go look at it, it's about ADHD storytelling. And she shows this the normal way person beginning in tell a story, the ADD way. And you go all over hell and gone. And, and, uh, Pre-story prologue. <laughs> <laughs> So what was that like for you? Suddenly, you know, what you were in your late 20s when this happened mm-hmm. and uh, you suddenly you're famous. Um, it was it was pretty surreal because so it did start as an inside joke with some some coworkers uh, to give my own pre-story prologue <laughs> where I had been started. I'd been working at Gallup for about two months and I heard my coworkers talking about therapy and I just never heard anyone, friends included, talk about therapy openly. So I felt comfortable kind of opening up about my ADHD with them. And I was like, I have ADHD. And they go, yeah, it's not surprising. I'm like, what does that mean? Um, But we, you know, kind of, I started to be a little bit more self-aware of my tendencies. uh, And I used to just apologize for, for talking too long all the time. And they're like, it's okay. It's kind of par for the course at this point. And so I made that uh, infographic and sent it to my friend. And she goes, oh my gosh, this is so you. I'm like, I know, I made it. <laughs> and at the time, you know, I I had the thought to put like my name, like a watermark on it. And I thought to myself, that feels full, you know, like I'm full of myself. Who's going to steal this? Who, you know, and I didn't, I like made a choice to not put it on there, having no idea it would go viral. But the viral one, it actually, a lot of people cropped off the ADHD part and they put how a normal person tells a story and how I tell a story. And that was, I think, really difficult for a lot of people in the ADHD community that was kind of like, there wasn't a huge, I would say community, especially on like Twitter at the time that had finally felt like uh, content was being made for them. And now people were kind of trying to like erase it and make it a bit more applicable to the masses. So it was, it was wild, definitely. And I think it would have been even wilder if my name had been on it. <laughs> uh, but even up to this point, like I'm really 
grateful, but it still kind of doesn't feel real sometimes. Well, it's been what, about two years now? Uh, yes, that was December 2018. So three years, I think. Wow. And I've been doing this full, I was able to leave my job at Gallup and start doing this full time March 2020, which, you know, was just a great time to just leave my job. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's turned out, turned out well. So I, so I never thought I'd be doing this. I was a graphic designer and illustrator for forever. And now my comics are like very simple, basic, like stick people and infographics. And I'm like, I have a history of like in-depth illustration and branding design. And like, no one would know. <laughs> But you, you, you disobeyed the old conventional wisdom of don't give up your day job. Yes. Well, it was because of um, the Patreon, uh, because with, with Patreon, people are able to go on, you know, and give $3 a month and uh, support artists and creators and say that adds up. But the thing that I was really worried about with a platform like that was that typically the t different tiers you have to kind of like give perks to people. And I'm like, I have ADHD. Like I'm not going to consistently be making perks. And so one of them is just like early access to comics. And so like, as I make a comic, I'll post it here first and then eventually I'll get around to posting it elsewhere. And us ADHDers are not known for our patients. <laughs> so um, I think that, but then I don't have to make, you know, extra work. So it was, um, just a really great thing to be able to see those numbers go up to the point that I kind of looked at it and I'm like, it's going to be tight, but I could pay my bills. Like I could pay my bills with this. I got to, I got to make the leap. And again, I, it was at the end of my last day was February 28th of 2020. Mm -hmm. And then the, you know, pandemic started to hit and I was like, Oh my gosh, what did I do? Mm -hmm. And at the same time, it's like, well, I'm glad I left then because I think it would have been harder to pull the trigger and, and make that jump if I was, you know, even more afraid. So it, the timing worked out fine. <laughs> you had a husband, correct? Yes. And yeah. was he on board with this? Was he happy? Yes. With he was so supportive. He has ADHD too. Um, okay. Okay. And so he, he's kind of my, I was a beta tester when it comes to my content where I show it to him. And actually my first comic, I showed it to him and he had made a comment that it was like, he kept getting lost over this one area. And so I kind of looked at it again and, and added some notches and made it more easily, you know, readable and accessible. And so being able to have someone with ADHD to tell me, yes, this hits or this is confusing is I think been really helpful for my work. And do you, do you have a child? Uh, I have a stepson, Colin. He is eight, um, suspected ADHD, um, oh, oh, and just a tiny version of Josh. So. Excellent. Oh, that's wonderful. So three of you. It's yes. A, it's, a, it's not boring. <laughs> that's, that's really great. And, and, uh, you told me that you're you're doing this from an Airbnb because you're finishing up a book. Can you yes. tell us about the book? Yes. The book is called The Anti-Planner, How to Get Shit Done When You Don't Feel Like It. <laughs> um, and so there is there is some information on anti-planner.com, but I'll kind of breeze through it really fast. It's made for people like me who really like the idea of like, sitting down and being productive, but like planners just never work out, right? I buy a planner, I use it for a little bit. I, I miss a couple pages and then I feel like a failure and I get so embarrassed and sh ashamed about the blank pages that I just stop using it and, you know, shove it to the side. And so I have all these abandoned planners and regular to-do lists get boring. And so it was sort of this idea of 
how can I make a planner that feels like an understanding, helpful friend who's been there and less of this like judgmental, strict rule following, you know, person that like kind of makes you feel bad about yourself, even though they have good intentions. Right. Right. And so I really wanted to focus on making something that was really like emotions driven. And so when people are feeling stuck or overwhelmed, disorganized, you know, unmotivated, discouraged, they're able to kind of flip to that section and see these other emotions within that larger emotion and think, okay, intimidated. I am feeling intimidated by this task. I want to go to the intimidated section and go check out activities or games, strategies that all have to do with overcoming that like mental hurdle instead of that sort of like blanket um, umbrella solution that's supposed to work for everything. So it's like a hundred activities and it's been such, I started it at the end of July and I'm finishing it this month. So it's also had that ADHD kind of like rush of, okay, it's go time. Let's get this all done. But yeah, it's been, it's been great. That problem is one of the most common that comes up with, with my patients. How do I get shit done? Yeah. When I don't want to. When I'm, when I want to, it's, it's easy. And I just sit down and do it and I forget to, you know, eat and go to the bathroom and like, it's just nothing but that hyper-focus. But when I don't, it's really funny because I have a printed out version of this that I have had to like use on myself as I've been working on this book. So it's been great because I'm like testing out my own stuff to make sure, you know, does this work? If it doesn't work, why should anyone else, you know, try this? And so it's been just an incredibly useful, but sort of, I would say meta thing to be like using my own content to make myself write more content. (laughs) Give us, can you give us a sample of a few of your favorite? Like exercises? Yeah. So I've got one called like dice roll that's in the stuck section under um, indecisive, which is kind of like, I have so many things to do, but I can't decide what to work on first. Right. Right. And it might not even be like a priority thing necessarily, but I have an activity that derives from like a Dungeons and Dragons game mechanic where you have kind of a 20 sided dice with numbered ranges. And so what you do is you kind of like assign a task, right? So maybe one through five is answer emails and six through 15 is work on my workbook, you know, work on the book. 17 and 18 is like do the dishwasher and then, or 19 and then 20 is just like video games. So 20 is always like a fun procrastinating activity. So if you naturally roll a 20, it's like the universe is giving you permission to procrastinate. Um, But like whatever, if, if an activity or a task is important, you like make that range wider. So your probability of like rolling it is higher, but it gives people that you roll the dice and it's like, and then you write down what your result is. And like, that's it. The universe picked for you. Don't get to roll again. You don't get to argue and you circle it. And like just the process of doing that and deciding, sitting down and deciding I am going to do this activity makes it so much more like likely. And so this whole book really isn't about, it's not made for daily use. There's no calendars, there's no dates. Um, And so, and there's such variety that it's, it's meant to be used as sort of an emergency kit right? Of a, of a bust this out when you're feeling like, oh my gosh, why can't I get you know shit done? And so if I tell people, I'm like, if you forget about it in a box for three years, it's still going to be just as relevant. Like it's yeah. not going to be this outdated three-year-old thing that you can't use anymore. So, right, um, so, I, so I already want to get the book. How, how, do I, yeah. how do I get it? 
Um, so it's open right now for, for pre-orders, again, at anti-planner.com or anti-planner. I should probably get the other one too. Anyways, and so, yeah, there's pre-orders. The actual book itself will be released end of March 2022 because, like I mentioned, I'm, I'm finalizing content this month. But it's it's ring-bound, so you don't have to, like, hold a workbook open and try to write in it. And it's got tabs. And it, as a graphic designer... I self-published because I'm like, I really want like full creative control over making this, but it's got a bunch of my comics in it. It's got a bunch of original illustrations and flow charts well, and it's, <laughs> I'm hoping people really like it a lot. Everyone I tell is they're like, I need that. I'm like, you should no, get it. <laughs> absolutely. But if they Google Danny Donovan, will they come to it? I mean, yes. If they, if you Google Danny Donovan, you'll come to my, oh, you come to my main website and then up in the menu, there's one that says anti-planner. It's absolutely brilliant. I mean, that's <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm excited. Anyway. <laughs> that is fantastic. Well, you know, the, the biggest undiagnosed group of ADHD are adult women. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're leading a lot of women, I'm sure, who don't even know anything about this. That, that yep. How did your life change when you discovered you had this condition? Hang on one second. One last bullet point on the other, on the okay. anti-plater, which was just that as far as people, this was not made just for people with ADHD. Like it doesn't say ADHD on the front, but all of the illustrations and comics that still say that I have in there that say non-ADHD and ADHD, I'm like, I'm not going to erase that and yeah. try to make it accessible for everybody. But at the beginning, I plan on, you know, having a thing that says, if you relate to all of this content on like a level on another level where you're realizing that you struggle with things that are having such a severe negative impact on your life in multiple areas, it's worth it to talk to a doctor, a mental health professional. This is not a diagnostic tool, Um, but like you can talk to someone. I have a feeling that there are going to be people who buy this who don't realize they have ADHD who are going to be able to look through the content and, you know, cry (laughs) and and hopefully get some diagnosis going in there. And at the same time, there are people who can't get shit done who don't have ADHD. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. what I try to tell people. I'm like, if you're crying while you watch my content, maybe you should talk to somebody. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yes. So, okay. Can you ask the question again? I'm sorry. Yeah. I went on a side just, tangent. <laughs> speaking of painful, what what's the painful part of this condition for you? Oh, the painful part of, of having ADHD definitely for me comes down to not being able to, again, get myself to do those things that I I want to do. Like people from the outside, it looks like I don't want to, or it looks like I don't care enough or, or people think I'm doing it on purpose. And in reality, it's, I think about this all the time and half the time I'm thinking about it for longer than it would take me to just like do the thing. And I'll get so frustrated with myself because I want it so bad. And I, I talk about doing it so much and and it just breaks my heart that I feel like I don't have control over myself, mm-hmm. right? I feel like I've got 10 TVs going on at once, right? And, and I don't have the remote. Um, and so just really having that element of um, acting in ways that are against my own self-interest yeah. um, and knowing that's happening and screaming at myself and it, it's just not enough. And, and that's... Ooh, I'm going to cry now. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, emotional dysregulation is also super fun. But yeah, Knowing what you want to do and not being able to do it. Yeah. yeah. It's pe- yeah. people who don't get it, don't get it. And then yeah. that's another frustrating thing. And what I try to show with my comics where I have ADHD and non-ADHD kind of comparison wise, because 
it also gives people who don't have ADHD something to relate to, right? They relate and they go, yeah, that is kind of how it is for me. And then they see the other one. They're like, whoa, oh, okay. Like that makes sense. I can, I can see the difference. Even if it's not necessarily perfect, they are able to see like, this is what it feels like. Like, Mm -hmm. no, you might not have all of your poop in a group all of the time, but like, Every, you know, everybody procrastinates sometimes sort of thing. But in reality, the amount of just inner chaos that is happening constantly um, is able to be visually expressed. And I think visual communication is a really powerful way to get, you know, those metaphors across and that communication across. And so it's just really fun to be able to have people message me and say, I understand my spouse so much better. I feel, or I feel really guilty getting on my kid's case about a lot of this, but I know moving forward, what's going on. Thank you for giving me tools to like understand them. And that's just a really validating um, and rewarding aspect of, of making this kind of work. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you used a phrase that I haven't heard before. I'm going to adopt it. Have all your poop in a group. <laughs> <laughs> is that a, I was like, oh, is that not common? I, my mom says that a lot. But. <laughs> oh, I, love it. I love it. It's very, very descriptive. That's Midwestern. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You used another phrase that some people may not have heard of, emotional dysregulation. Can you mm. explain what that is? Oh, it's I say, super fun. Um, it's sort of like, right, uh, my dials feel like they're dialed up to 11 or 12 or 15 and sometimes in a way that are just really like flash emotions where I'm so angry and so frustrated. And then like five minutes later, I've like forgotten about it already. But then there are other times where something happens, right? Or real or perceived rejection. Um, and I'm going to sit here and stew and replay every, you know, kind of conversation and maybe ruminate about it and make myself cry and like feel I just feel everything so deeply. Mm-hmm. So like the highs are really high, but like the lows are really low. And so that can play, you know, take a toll on me as a person. Cause you never, you kind of never know what you're going to get. And there are many days where I'm just up and down and in the middle. And it's people who are a little bit, um, say more stable in regulating their emotions. Don't have this, intensity that honestly does also affect my ability to get stuff done. I have an accommodation that I I figured out at work when I was at Gallup where my boss would always schedule quick chat meetings um, for 30 minutes. And if it was on a Friday, I just sit there and go, I'm about to get fired or I'm about to get in trouble. What did I do? I'm sitting at this meetings in two hours. I'm sitting here not being productive for two hours, running through my head of what I possibly could have done to get myself in trouble. And it turned out it was just a project kickoff, but I had to tell him, I sat him down one time and said, Hey, could you not call these quick chat? Like, could you call them project kickoff? Could we call it something else? Because every time I see quick chat, I think I'm in trouble. And he goes, why would you think that? And I go, like a lifetime of experiences. I don't know. (laughs) But like, he did not get it because when that someone does that to him, he does not have this knee jerk reaction of I'm in trouble. And now I'm not going to be productive for two hours because my emotions are all over the place. It's so true explaining this to people who don't have it. It's it's almost they it's almost like they think you're making some lame excuse. Yes. You know? Yes. And, and it's not. You know? I've I've had people now, I have so many friends, so many friends who since I started making 
content and have gone to doctors and gotten diagnosed, which I think we just find each other sometimes. But I, I have had people who were hesitant to even go talk to someone about ADHD. And something I heard a lot was, well, if I do, it turns out I do have it. I'm afraid that I'm just going to like use it as an excuse. Like I hear it from people who suspect that they might have it Mm -hmm. um, or people who are like, what if I'm just lazy? Like, what if I think I do and I go to talk to someone and I, and I don't, and I find out, right. That I'm just, that I'm quote, just lazy and, or people who even do have a diagnosis, they doubt the diagnosis. And I've told people before, I'm like, I've had days where I am wondering if I'm just, you know, making this up. And then I'm like, I make ADHD content. What am I even doing? You know, <laughs> you know, you said somewhere, my, my tendencies are two sides of the same coin. You don't get one and never have to deal with the other. Learning to accept and love who I am without trying to fix me is the best, most helpful thing someone can do. Can you can you say a little bit more about that? So I have this comic called Two Sides, Same Coin, you know, and there's the, it's like a little three-part Venn diagram that's got hyperactive, impulsive, and inattentive on it, right? Yeah. And shows kind of the overlap of what those look like in reality, because each of those kind of traits are things that affect me in different ways. I'm like, I'm stalling because I'm pulling it up. Okay, I got it. <laughs> um, where, you know, inattentive and hyperactive might lead to being, you know, a little bit was a more impatient when I'm like trying to find something that like is going to capture my attention, but I'm really impatient about it or being inattentive and impulsive being, you know, procrastinating or hyperactive and, and impulsive being loud and interrupty. And the middle being like hates being bored. But on this flip side, right, being distracted kind of makes me a dreamer and being fidgety. I'm just energetic and full of energy and impulsive means that maybe I'm like able to take risks that others might not. Mm -hmm. But I'm, you know, yes, impatience can be difficult, but it also means that I like, I'm a go-getter. I'm really good at activating projects and being loud means I'm also enthusiastic and interesting to listen to. So there really are different facets that come along with these traits. And for every ceiling, you know, there is a basement, but there are some people who, again, I kind of mentioned, think that we just have like bonus features. Like we're able to do all of the things that neurotypicals do. And then we also get some, you know, added out of the box thinking and extra, you know, talent in some areas. So it's, frustrating because it's like, well, you, you're so excellent. All of these things. Why can't you turn in your timesheet on time? Why do I always have to remind you? I'm like, I never forget about my timesheet. I get emails reminding me about my timesheet. Like forgetting isn't the issue. It's the taking the time to, you know, it's, but they don't always get it. They can't understand the difference between won't and can't. Yes. It's not that we won't turn in the sheets on time, but we can't, you know, and, and, And you're so right. Every negative has a flip side of a positive. The, you know, the three core symptoms, distractibility, impulsivity, and restlessness. The flip side of distractibility is curiosity. Mm-hmm. You know, and the flip side of impulsivity is creativity. You know, and, and the flip side of restlessness is energy. You know, so they all, it's a bunch of paired opposites, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's I, and that goes with a lot of even, I would say, neurotypical traits, right? Like being disciplined 
is something that I, I look at people and I'm like, Ooh, I wish I was, I wish I was disciplined. I wish I was able to just do the things that I wanted to like, that would, don't get me wrong. That would be awesome. But on the same side, I see people who have those traits who do not have as much fun as I have. Like I have a fun life. I do stuff cause I want to do it. Yes. I could take the time and like finally unpack the boxes that have been in the basement since we moved in two years ago, or I could go play magic with my friends for like, you know, eight hours. That sounds more fun. I'm going to, I'm going to do that. And so, yes, I might not get to all the like quote unquote, like adult things, but like I'm doing a lot of fun things that I want to do sometimes. Now tell me what is playing magic for eight hours entail? Oh, Magic the Gathering cards. It's my newest, my newest in my long list of abandoned, you know, graveyards of hobbies. But it's it's a card game and it's really like strategic and I'm playing with people who have been playing for 10, 15 years. Um, oh, and so I've got to discover this. So it's a card. Oh, game. it's, it is a card. It's a trading card game. It's sort of like. Oh, trading card. Oh, yeah. yeah. But it's it's really fun. It's kind of intense, but uh, there's a steep learning curve. Anyways, I could go about it all day, but I've right. I've got this graphic called my graveyard of abandoned hobbies, yeah. and it's got you know a bunch of art things and a bunch of stuff that I that going back to the impulsivity of ooh I had an idea or I saw this YouTube video and now I'm gonna do this research rabbit hole and I'm gonna buy every single thing that I might possibly need and then I'm gonna get so overwhelmed by the idea of starting or I'm going to try once not be good right away say I maybe later shove it in a closet and then feel too guilty to like look at it again <laughs> so I, I could I could talk to you for a long time you are just <laughs> a bundle of fun and energy and creativity and wisdom and smarts and uh, yes <laughs> thanks you're, you're you're quite a deal it's a it's really it's really remarkable and I and as a member of the human race, let me thank you for what you've done for all of us, let alone ADHD Nation, you know, but you just add a tremendous amount of positive energy and fun and laughter and, and what the world needs now. I, I can't thank you enough for coming on the wonderful world of different and for all the contributions you're making to the world, period. And for listeners, if you want to learn more, Google Danny Donovan. That's probably the easiest way to do it, right? Mm-hmm. And that'll bring them to your website. My or, website, yep. And, Danny is D-A-N-I. Uh, right. Starbucks cups have taught me that it's not as easy to spell as yeah. <laughs> I yeah. might think. But yeah, I've got a lot of stuff on there. And then I'm at, the, at Danny Donovan on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I, we t- I talked about my comics a lot on here, but I'm best known on TikTok technically. Uh, yes. <laughs> but we have we have fun. Yes. Oh, well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And uh, uh, you're you're a very special woman and, and a special person. And, and thanks a million for all of us who are your fans. Thank you for having me. Take care. Bye.